Well, we're almost at 50 episodes, guys. The next episode is the 50th episode. Ooh, we got to we got to say episode. something. We got to say something. We just did. No, next time. <laughs> we'll say this is our 50th episode. It is most exciting. That's what we will say. Well, I mean, we're saying right now that this is the 49th. Um, it is, dear listeners, or unless you cut this, Paul. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chelsea. I'm Abby. And I'm Paul, and welcome to 3D Beam Up. Today we are talking Season 3, Episode 21, The Cloud Minders. just started another episode with costume corner but can we also (laughs) start this episode with costume corner because that mermaid boob dress with the giant train please (laughs) please lord give me that dress anyone else so they last episode we remarked on how they change costumes like every two minutes and this one like she doesn't have another pair of clothes no yeah probably because they couldn't get her out of that dress (laughs) I, yeah, I think she's taped in pretty good. <laughs> I think once, once you're in that dress, you don't leave that dress because it's too hard. It's too hard to put back on and you don't want to do it. Well, not to mention her, her makeup. That eyeshadow alone? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, her eye makeup is pretty great. I kind of love it. They must have used a yeah. lot of primer or something to get it like yeah. that. Those chandelier earrings. Yeah. Yeah, but the shiny cape. The shiny cape is the best part. I, I can has that dress. I mean, I don't really want that dress because I don't think it's practical and like, <laughs> but if I could, if I could redo the bodice so that it's actually a bodice and not just kind of two pieces of fabric holding, holding my boobs in, then if, I, then okay, because that cape is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, also, there are so many good costumes. The bright jumpsuits with those like sliver glasses, I like those a lot too. They remind me of the horror yeah. suits, but I don't think they are the horror suits. I think so. Vanna has a, a number of costumes, right? She has more than yeah. what Droxine? Yeah, she has three. Um, she has the jumpsuit, and then she has the blue um, sh- dress, right? Is it blue? Yeah, and then, and then the, the white the shift dress. dress, the white shift yeah. dress. That's yeah. cool too. With like the prison writing, it's very mm-hmm. like um. Yeah, like 1940s European reminiscing. I don't know if that's what it's it was cool. meant to evoke. Mm. But it, yeah, it was nice. I like the shift dress. But yeah, and her, I like the color of her like fancy people dress too. Like it was a really nice kind of bluey purple. It was mm-hmm. just a nice color. I liked it. I liked her hair too. She had a giant bunt in like her hair, like one of those 60s beehives. Yeah. I do have a problem with, like, the guard uniforms. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. They, that was definitely, that's definitely what they got to last. Uh, yeah. Because let's see, how short can we make this skirt? And also these boots are ridiculous. Yeah. And the hats are weird. What's with those lopsided? So the lopsided hats, first of all, yes. Guys, why mm. do they always put everyone in such short tunics, men and women? At least it's equal opportunity, know. but still. Saving fabric. I guess so. I mean, it's kind of reminiscent of, like, Roman Maybe. battle skirts. But, like, but at the same time. But those go to the time, knees, right? Like, <laughs> uh, well, they went to the knees in the front, but they often oh. had were shorter on the on the sides because it's for freedom of movement. Oh, but uh, yeah, but yeah, I just I these were shorter, and they did not 
seem practical for guards. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. I, I always question the costumes on this show because they don't seem, they only seem to go for the aesthetic quality (laughs) and not for the practical quality. I would argue that those guards costumes don't even hit the aesthetic. (laughs) No, they they were like, we have, we have this many yards of fabric left and we want this many guards and well, like, (laughs) make make it work, make it work. Well, there was one costume item that I would like right now and is very timely, which is that mask with the tricolored sprinkles. Oh, that Can... mask. <laughs> that wraps, that like has a metal bar that makes it sort of like straight. On up, your head. Up, like... It was, yeah. Well, because we're all mask just... connoisseurs right now too, right? Yeah, but <laughs> that one's not winning any awards, you know? Yeah, it um, doesn't. It wouldn't fit anyone well. No, like, and it would just, slide off as soon as you did anything. It would pull off immediately. It like, that's terrible. not a balance point. Like, even if they just put, if they just took that same thing and rotated it at 90 degrees and it wrapped around your head over one of your right. ears, it would be more stable. Yeah. Like, or put, if it was, like, a V out and, like, V'd sure. over your head, then sure. it would be okay. That would have worked, too, but, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, the whole, th- it was problematic. Still yeah, They wanted to make it look futury, and, uh, they failed. Swing and a miss on that one. Yeah. Um, well, like, for the short time that Kirk wears it, you can tell it's about to fall off his yeah, face. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and then they like, pull it like off guards. in one don't, second. <laughs> don't, don't hold him too, you know, don't shake him up. And, and he just, <laughs> that's going to fall right off. And then they're like, oh, yeah, everyone down here has to wear this all the time, and that's not going to be a problem with it falling off. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they're totally going to be successful in, in making the people wear the masks all the time because, you know, we know how that works. Yeah, right? Well, yeah, that's an interesting episode because um, the main... I, I should also say, before we leave Costume Corner, um, the main guy in the clouds, I'm forgetting his name, um, his costume is good. I like his Yeah, costume. his costume is cool. And again, you can tell he is powerful because parts of it are yeah, shiny. Sparkly. He got all the fabric, too, so... Yeah, he did get all the fabric. That's where the guard costumes lost out because they needed all that fabric for him. Um, oh, yeah. So he's an anti-masker um, mm-hmm. uh, or a mask denier. But then uh, when they get down to the planet, Vanna is too. And I was like, oh, that's I like that twist. <laughs> I'm like, what a third act twist. that uh, They're all, all mask all deniers. <laughs> It was very this timely. Isn't real. <laughs> very yeah. timely. I um, actually, speaking of timeliness, I actually that made me really anxious throughout this like entire episode because I'm just like, this is too close to home right now, and I can't deal with it, and I don't want to watch this episode anymore. <laughs> I didn't care for it, guys. I really didn't. My it's my anxiety real. did it did not appreciate it. I want to say early on here. Um, I think this is. Like, I keep going back and forth. Do I like this episode or not? Um, I think that there's okay from the start. I think <laughs> I have to. I have to. Right. Like, I did not remember this episode, but a few minutes in, I was like, okay, I see where the trope is going, and this is a phenomenal trope. I love this trope. It shows up in lots of sci-fi. Um, and then my then my worry was my anxiety was okay. How are they going to mess it up? How are they going to mess it up? <laughs> um, and they did a bit here and there. I think this still has like this. There's a really really good episode in here, like just a little buried. Um, 
Yeah. Right? This is like... And, yeah, I think a little bit of cleaning around the edges, a little bit of, like, tightening up some stuff, dropping a few, like, weird subplots and stuff, and this is a really good episode. Um, but I'm not sure if it is in the state it's in. I don't know. Yeah, I don't hate this episode. I'm more, it was just my anxiety was triggered by this episode. So I, yeah, I my, my feelings about it right now are very different than what my feelings would be if we talked about this episode like six months ago. Yeah. No, and for a third season, I thought it was especially not that yeah. bad. Yeah, for a third season episode, it's a pretty good episode. Apparently, um, and I should have gone back, um, I wonder if, that, yeah, it's probably published because apparently, so this was written at least in part by Ger- David Gerald. Mm. Um, I don't know if you read about this, but um, he had written this. Uh, I think he had written this a lot cleaner. Yeah. And it got rewritten. I was thinking that it was, it started as something less great and then maybe it needed a few more rewrites. This might have been one that needed a few fewer rewrites, um, which, you know, we could probably say a lot of third season episodes, but. Um, mm. Yeah, I think this one started a little cleaner, and then things like the masks and the uh, whatever the mineral is that they're mining, and the gas and all of that got added. Yeah. So. so, Abby, do you have written down the original plot? Because I thought it was actually a lot better. I, I yeah. didn't. Well, I, I don't, but I have memory alpha open because I always do. The original but, had um, a lot more McCoy, and I think it would have been better. I'm just saying. McCoy, <laughs> let me say, McCoy in this one says some really dumb stuff and then sort of says some stuff i guess that is plot needed uh and then just sort of disappears right McCoy he, is he not apparently denies or designs the masks but also how did no one realize the xenite was dangerous before this yeah and yeah yeah that, that um, is a problem did, that doesn't make sense. how did mccoy figure that out like in one second. Ten, ten seconds. Not even being down on the planet. Not having access to the gas. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So, yeah. McCoy also says some pretty uh, bigoted oh, stuff God, early yeah. on, right? Oh, like, it's problematic. Um, I, yeah, I don't plays... even understand why, because he gets to the fact that it's everything, all the developmental things are caused. Well, they're not even developmental. It's, what is it, like a temporary... Reduction, oh, which also doesn't make sense. Yeah, because she sells it like brain damage, and then he's like, "Yeah, and then if you're not in the gas for a while, that brain damage totally okay." Reverses. It's <laughs> totally, totally fine. Yeah, that didn't make sense. Um, if they had sold it right, I think they sell it too many times. Uh, we just watched um, what the Naked Time, mm. um, where they sell it essentially as a well, TNG sort of retcons it as an intoxicant, right? That your your brain is essentially just like synthesizing right. alcohol, so you're always drunk, um, is, is the TNG spin on that, um, which would potentially work better here, right? Yeah. Like, if it was something that it's like, oh, well, your your body metabolizes this gas into a toxin or something, like alcohol, that's then in your system and uh, is a psychoactive. Um, so yeah. then when you're out of it, you stop metabolizing that and... You're, you're not you feel under better. the effect yeah, of a psychoactive drug. Definitely so, the way they should have gone. <laughs> um, There's no question. Yeah, um, so it's also the case that, like, they didn't... Masks don't... Masks are a temporary fix here. Um, but that's not a big picture fix to this episode. They don't really fix anything here. Not that they really even fixed it to start with, but um, it's just not a problem that is written well enough to be fixed in 45 minutes. Oh, no, this is like going to be a complete restructuring of this entire society, right? This entire planet. Well, and speaking of, 
how was this planet admitted to the federal I okay let's let me go to that section of my notes here we go it's multiple lines yes with their perfectly balanced social system oh okay yes sure how yes how can half the population or is it more than half it's 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 almost certainly it has to be more than half a huge chunk of the population is subjugated basically slaves right yeah and then, like, this small elite upper class lives literally above them in the sky, in the sky <laughs> doing See, no this is, work. This is that core of the moral argument that gets handed to Kirk that I think that core is really a good episode, right? That Kirk goes there, he needs a thing that this planet has, um, and he has to sort of try to and i think at the start you sort of see this that he has to maneuver this really bad situation and he can't just be like hey you're horrible let's kick you out of the federation because then they're going to be like well then you can't have this dumb mineral um and this other that's going to save a planet in six hours and so there's a lot of this like moral philosophizing that could be done there um about the federation about this um about uh sort of injustices right um of, of what's going on in this place right the treatment of yeah. you know, human treatment like I'm, what I'm, the federation I'm... is willing to put up with especially because they said this is the only place in the galaxy that produces xenite which is yeah. apparently used for all these planets to like get their plants like whatever adjusted to whatever so what is the federation like willing to put up with is what you're saying paul right in order to yeah. like get this mineral or whatever it is a mineral right uh, it doesn't sure. even it doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> um, but it's it's a it's a good question, right? And there's this this um, parallel that that you could then draw of like when you're dealing with things, right? So the UN, uh, right? Admittance to the UN and and things of that sort, right? right? Uh, how many human rights violations is a country going to overlook in another country to be able to get their resources or to engage with them in trade? So, um, right, that 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 connection to human rights violations. And all those sorts of things around the world uh, is a good seed here. And again, I, I like that trope. But yeah, then they just sort of like it, <laughs> flub it. Yeah, right it kind of went off the rails. Well, but also I'm a little surprised they were like torturing someone, like doing that raised torture or whatever it was. Oh my gosh. In front of awful. their Federation delegation. Yeah, like right outside the door. <laughs> <laughs> Which means um, it's pretty well accepted in that society. And again, I'm just a little surprised they were admitted to the Federation. Yeah, I have yeah. I have it multiple times in my notes, in all caps. How was this planet admitted to the Federation? <laughs> like, just just on the equality alone, because I'm pretty sure one of the the requirements for be like you have to be a spacefaring nation, uh, spacefaring planet, and your basically your. Um, planet has to be kind of egalitarian right like you have to have equal rights for your citizens like that's part of the deal when you join the federation right yeah yeah and i I think that's the that's the missed opportunity of of right of saying you know it's this known secret in the federation that this planet has human rights violations that we're not supposed to talk about because we need the xenite right and then that like you know there's this gray area of the federation of you know how so far, this is how a DS9 far, episode. It's a DS9 <laughs> episode, yeah. That's a very good way to put it. Like, how far right. are we willing to look away from this problem to get the thing we need? Yeah. Um, and that's a better story, right? That's a much better story. Yeah. It's, it's, that would have been way better. better story. I it's still in here. It's still There's glimmers of that it's, in here. There's is, pieces of it, but it's just it isn't addressed in a way that makes a lot of sense or that is 
satisfying. Also, can I, I, I have another quick one to toss out, right? Uh, this is another one of those places where Spock is like, we have five hours before this, every plant on this planet is destroyed. And it, it's like, oh, cool. So if we get there in four hours and 55 minutes, planet restored. <laughs> Which is exactly what happens, because in the end, they only There's have three hours. Clock. Yeah, they only have three hours, and they, they presumably have to fly to this Yeah, planet, where is which, this planet? Yeah. Um, My assumption is they have to leave the the planet they're at now uh, sure. with the stuff in three hours let's just but be again, kind and again say. it's one of these where all the there's a ticking clock on that planet and all the plants are just waiting there to die when the clock yep. strikes yep no detrimental effects at all oh yep. my golly gosh also they say that they use this mineral for any like botanical plague which again yeah another problematic That's, phrasing yeah um but then why don't they have stockpiles of this stuff i don't know right you yeah. think they would have, ha, ha, maybe this is such a bad thing that they need extra? Who knows? It's It doesn't make, it's a MacGuffin. It doesn't make a yeah. lot of sense. Yeah. Well, but, originally, yeah. in the original script, it was supposed to be dilithium. Yeah, I saw I saw that. Um, which might have made a little more sense. Which but even cleans that, up this there wouldn't whole... have been, yeah, but there wouldn't have been a, t- a ticking clock on it, which might have made it better. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in the original, I really liked the, I only have part of it written down, but there was like this whole like plot where like Uhura had been injured and McCoy has to go yeah. to like the hospital and then he's yeah. horrified. And then in the end, they're like going to like, like, oh, he's horrified because the hospitals are so terrible. And like, there's, and so, there's a disease, right? Yeah. They're, they're there's some suffering disease. From a disease, not just like this gas that, that can be dumb. Yeah. That can be cured by just going away from it. And in the end, yeah, Kirk's like, well, we have to, like, leave and stuff, and, we, you know, they're going to fix this. And McCoy's last line was, yes, but how many children will die in the meantime? Yeah. That would have been so much better, you guys! Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. think, again, it's this, by adding more nuance to this, um, I, that was another worry I had early on of, like, okay, is it going to be nuanced? Is this, like, right. is this guy in the sky place going to be, like, straight up evil, or is he going to be this, like, gray character that has... It's a way, like, that is trying to do best by the Federation or blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, he's just evil. Whoops. <laughs> he just... Yeah. You whoops. thought he was... Good. Like, he has moments of gray, but then he yeah. he's just ruins it all later. Yeah, and then he's like, well, let's just torture this person out in the hallway. No, his yeah. his daughter's more gray. Roxy. Yeah. Droxy. 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 Yeah. Uh, she unfortunately... Leaves, but she suffers from... TOS, yeah. woman syndrome. Exactly. She's yeah. also probably the most cuttable plot element, right? Yeah, it's true. Well, if like, you even were though... cleaning up this episode, probably the first thing that gets cut is her. Yeah, and it's weird yeah. because her and Spock, like, it's so out of character for him yeah. that that's what threw me off with her. Yeah. I but like... I love it so much because it's just proving Spock can get it. <laughs> sure. It's just the fir- this can't be the first time they mentioned Ponfar. No, um, no. Because, a mock um, time is in season two. A mock time happens much earlier. Yeah. Um, but they talk about that pretty damn casually. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah like, which is weird. Far. Um, <laughs> I now, do, how does yeah. she even know about it? She, he told her yeah, about he, it. He talks about they're it. They're having that conversation. Yeah. yeah. I do. She has that line of like, "You only mate once every seven years." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how she <laughs> talks. Oh my god, that's exactly it's... it. If we were doing a stage play of this, you would be her. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I get to wear that cool cape, I'm in. Bingo. 
I'll, I'll play Spock and look pensively in the distance while I explain what the viewer is supposed to be thinking. Yes, um, there's that too. That was such yeah. a weird part of the uh, Oh, that is so show. insulting to the viewer that like, and so I, I, that's another, that's another place it gets cut, right? Because it, it must have been the case that they're like, maybe the, maybe this is too complex of a plot for our dumb viewers. <laughs> Let's have Spock sit here and explain it. But so if they strange. didn't have this whole Spock stuff going on, they could have just devoted more time to the plot and explain it right. better, right? Um, or they just needed to fill time after they cut all this McCoy Uhura stuff, right? Show, don't tell. Yeah, show, show don't, don't tell. tell. Um, yeah, my goodness. Yeah, this is one of the... I can't think of another time that any character just sits there and explains so much to the viewer. No, they didn't so even... So early in the episode. They didn't even yeah, describe that's it. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's so early in the episode right. for for you to have that kind of they voiceover didn't even try. summary. Like, they didn't yeah. even try. No, they didn't. It's so weird. If they do it's do it, it's a captain's log, right? Which makes yeah. sense yeah, for easy. the show. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. this, like, Spock narrating to himself and you go through his thought process, you're like, what is happening right now? And then they have, like, the, the images, like, <laughs> kind of ghostly in front of cool stuff. And I'm just like... Why? Yeah, though? is this is this a clip show? This, <laughs> Apparently. Uh, but can yeah, we, this one was. Can we also say that Kirk is a really bad diplomat? He's so bad at it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. even before this is just the latest example of how bad Kirk is. As and I think <laughs> this is one of those where, in the original, and this is why there's so many opportunities here for him to be put in a much more tricky situation. Um, and then they just take those away, uh, because if he has to, the I, I have not learned his name at all. The main guy on the planet, yeah, Plasis. What is it, Plasis? Plasis. Oh, Plasis. Wow. Plasis. I'm gonna write that um, down. Rolls off the tongue. Uh... <laughs> Plexpatives. Um, Plasis just hands him on the silver platter, like, oh yeah, I'm the one. I'm the antagonist. I'm the one you got to be fighting, right? Like. Yeah. yeah, but if he yeah. was more nuanced, if he was more like, well, mm-hmm. we have a delicate balance here, or right. if he was trying to be a little more cagey about it, not just torturing nope. people in a hallway. <laughs> yeah. Although we do get that kind of interesting. This is a weirdly structured episode for TOS. Like we have the Spock thing happen, but we also have that scene with Plasis and Draxine just talking yeah. about stuff where you don't usually get to, to hear kind of the, the other the side. backroom conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Which I found actually interesting. I'm like in a better episode, this would be great. Is this, this, have, is the one, like, this is the one at the very end where Spock is trying to transport them. No, no, no. This in is like mid episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like mid episode when I think, Oh, uh, maybe they're trying to No, Yeah. I think it's earlier. Yeah, there Before, might have been another one. Because he sends her... I don't remember. But, like, but yeah. you have these scenes where you're hearing their kind of... Where Draxine is, like, questioning She's, kind of yeah, the order exactly. of things. And yeah, he's like, yeah. you don't know what you're talking about. Go play your music. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. It's she, a, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Wait, the whole thing. That might be the one I'm thinking of at the end. Because there's one at Maybe the end where is. Spock is, like... Where Scotty's like, Kirk said to teleport him up immediately. And Spock's like, yeah, but we can't. Scotty's like, well, well, um, and Spock's like, uh, just wait a minute, man. <laughs> just give but it a second. They cut back to that, and my, I had a note that like, oh yeah, the daughter is in this because she's important in the beginning, and then yeah. it's just a long yeah. stretch where she's not in. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, thought she was going to be much more important than she was. 
Um, again, maybe in a, another rewrite of this, she could have been, but she, yeah, she could have done something interesting where she really did. She was just kind of there to be like a work of art. Yeah, like Spock yeah. says, <laughs> and it's kind of like, but That's you could have done insulting. stuff. <laughs> I kind of wish she had been kidnapped, like, and then she like sees how the troglodytes or whatever, yeah. trog, trog, whatever they are, uh, sure, whatever. And sees kind of the the situation down there, and she goes, "Oh, this is what I've been missing, and I haven't been paying attention, and I'm a horrible person." And then when they, you know, come to get her, she's like, "No, I'm staying here, and I'm becoming a freedom fighter." Like, I think that could be interesting. Yeah, that's a too. great spin. That would have been amazing. That. But I do I like at that. the end how she says she's moving down there. Yeah, yeah I mean, unseen though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I feel like it's a missed opportunity because of what's her face, the the what is her name, the Vanna? other woman, Vanna. V- no, yeah, Vanna. She she if because they knew each other, like Vanna worked for yeah, Drex yeah. Were they like point. good like, friends? I didn't understand. I, I couldn't tell, and I think it would have been interesting if they were friends. And Vanna's like trying to convert Draxine to the cause, and she finally, you know, gets kidnapped. Whatever. And and Dravana's like, here's how things are. And Draxine's like, wow, I've been missing out. And, yeah. you know, right. I'm going to go against my father now. Like, th- that's interesting. Yeah. 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 I agree. That would have been cool. Yeah. Why, why yeah, don't we now write these, guys? Just, yeah. Like, why didn't we write these in the 1960s when none of us were alive? But, <laughs> it would have been so much better. Well, can, We would have made it so good. Can we talk about that Cloud City? Because it was, one, very beautiful. Two, it was pretty. I want to be on a Cloud City where everyone's principal, like, occupation is art. And three, all of that mid-century, like, art either replicas or like styrofoam that they painted i'm not really sure <laughs> i thought were Sorry, very amusing <laughs> there were some things um and then the, the redone city too in the um the re-edited the remastered version is also very very lovely yeah mm-hmm. the visuals on this one are even the even the camera work early on and like even the right or the first shots of the surface of planet no. oh yeah it's shot really well and it's decorated really well it's just the story kind of muddles things up, which is often a failing of the TOS. Yeah, yeah. I'm also yeah. surprised because it's there's a lot of new sets there. Like that. Yeah, yeah. The whole cloud manor. What's uh, Ardana? Is that the planet? Sure. Oh, I didn't write that down. I think it is. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, like there's a whole bunch of new scenes. I will say they reused the glitter rocks for the oh, vibe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that I love scene, sure. that. Okay, I am so happy that every planet they go to has glitter rocks. Because <laughs> yeah. they only have one rock, and it's glitter. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah, because the glitter, because they need that, uh, the mineral, glitter mineral. Yeah, glitter mineral. It's always glittery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I'm remembering, because um, I said this trope comes up a lot. Um, one of the things you said reminded me, there's a, boy... Stargate SG-1 rewrites a whole bunch of TOS episodes, but um, there's a very good Stargate episode uh, beneath the surface that is essentially the same one where they all get captured and they're workers in this mine, essentially. Um, And that's a different spin on this, too, that that also could have worked, right? Um, Yeah. Because Kirk and Spock just kind of stay in the (laughs) the upstairs room. But if they spent, you know, I don't know, they don't spend much time down... Like they never see the mines; they just see this like 
Yeah, well, Kirksey is like what, like some room of the mines or like the entrance of the mines. Where is he? Is he in just the mine? Yeah, it's unclear. Because they're it's digging unclear. the mineral enough to yeah, really which apparently, apparently, bare hands. which can be dug with bare hands or with these crappy knives. Boy, those <laughs> knives. Those knives were weird. Like they don't even make sense. When the design of them. When Vanna like, first you... attacks Kirk in bed, right? It's oh, like, man, yeah. if this was a real knife, he got cut up a bunch. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> it's like a but, brick laying, like a shovel. Yeah, it's yeah. like a trowel. Yeah. That's it what it's like, called. It yeah. is like a trowel. But it's like a trowel with the handle in the wrong direction. Yeah, um, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. one of those where, like, uh, if, if you told me it was to like, a, like a Klingon weapon or something, and then you held it backwards, and it was for, like, a Klingon battle right or something, I could see that. Yeah, but, that would make sense. Um, like a ceremonial but appears, knife. But this, this is just, just appears to be how their daggers are, yeah, which makes no knife. sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, you know, they try to, to decorate Spacey, and they just kind of they fail aren't great at it. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> what was the episode? Uh, yeah, sometimes you just need a good character that just has, like, a knife on their shoulder. Like, um, oh, a few episodes ago. The, yeah, there was a few ago. Um, but, like, that knife she had on her shoulder, yeah. and then she just, like... Pulls out a knife. And it's oh, like, that was last week. Cool. Yeah, that one was. Um... Yeah, that was last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it? well, what it's like that was a really saying? effective. Um, what? Yeah, I already forgot. Oh gosh, Elan of Troy. Yeah, Elan, that's it. And that also gives us yeah. her name. Great. But like, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a much better knife. It was. It is a much better knife, and it works with her costumes and stuff. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, sometimes their designs are great, and then you have weeks like this where you're just like, why though? But yeah. why? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, speaking of the knife, I will say there are some fight scenes. I don't know if you noticed. There are. Oh yeah, there's some. There are some doubles. Are some yes, stuff. there are, and that's why I brought it up because Paul, I, I now because of you, I noticed all the crazy stunt doubles. The opening was especially full. Yeah, of those. all the times where they're like Kirk standing there like this, and the camera's right behind him, and you're like, whoa, whoa, don't don't shoot his face. Don't get a don't get a shot of his face. Yeah, I mean, and then, there's and then they're like ten feet away, and they're like, "Oh, that's fine. You could get a full-on shot of this guy's face that isn't Kirk because <laughs> people are going to watch this on a a thirteen-inch CRT TV and a resolution it's that will black obscure and white. this fact." It's fine. Oh my Ugh. gosh. Yeah, it's yeah the fight scenes. Yeah. All right. If I have a question. Okay. If if you were Vana. Yes. Yeah. And you'd lived in the clouds, and then you went to the mines, and you're trying to, like, help your people or whatever. How much would you listen to Kirk? I like the way she's played a little bit. That, like... She doesn't she, trust him. Yeah, and... She tricks She him. sets it up, like, at the start, that there's a lot of this, like... She's a victim of propaganda to some degree that, like... Well, and just her circumstance... Right, that that the Enterprise shows up, and the mm-hmm. Cloud people have likely said, "Yeah, they're here to like make sure our rule is enforced." Because of course, that's what they'd say. Um, and so she doesn't trust them instinctively, and I like that twist. Right, there aren't many like, um, you know, a uh, then then C sort of plots in Trek, and this is one of them. So it makes sense that she tricked him. Right? Yeah. Like, everything about her makes sense. And I, I think it's great that he is able to be tricked. Because a lot of the times he's not, right? Oh, yeah, because he's he's pretty naive in this. Yeah. He's like, cool, I, I won the hearts and minds. And then, <laughs> like, how easily tricked you were, Kirk. Um, yeah. yeah. 
by someone full of the Zenite gas, apparently. <laughs> like, yeah. What is his plan when he gets down there, though, frankly? I wasn't sure. I'm not sure if he has one. It seems like <laughs> I his mean, plan A, his plan A is like hearts and minds, right? He's just going to go down right. there and be like, people of the minds. Kirk and give him a Kirk. Give him a Kirk speech, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's like, just smacks the phaser out of his hand and like dig rocks. And he's like, oh, oh no, I didn't have a plan B. I guess I'm going to improvise under this influence of xenon gas or whatever it's called. Xenite gas? Yeah, xenite gas. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <sighs> Well, speaking of her and him, when we first see them, like him breaking her out, that jail cell, that's another new, new set. And the doors oh, sure. that like kind of mesh together, yeah, I, I that. really, I really yeah. enjoyed those a lot. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and I liked I her have... snack. Her snack oh, looked yeah. really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I do have to say, right, this is one of the few, um, like one-off characters, uh, female characters, that is is immune to Kirk's charms, mm-hmm. essentially. Yes. <laughs> because and I which think I always learn a lot. Because and... Kirk's plan A is is probably largely uh, charisma-based, yeah. right? He's making a charisma check. It but usually he, is. He, he rolled a one on his charisma check is what happened there. <laughs> um, I just love that none of the women in this episode are interested in Kirk. <laughs> yeah, very fair, yeah. Because Vana wants nothing to do with him, and Droxine is like, hey, Spock, how's it going? <laughs> She's <laughs> hilarious. Those, Those ears. ears. I just, I love her, like, coyly talking to her father, like, and he's very attractive officer. <laughs> yeah. I just love the, I loved the, I forbid you to think of Captain Kirk, and I'm just sitting there going, dude, she has, does not care about him. <laughs> You are an idiot. It's those exquisitely shaped ears she has her eyes on, as she should. (laughs) Yeah, it's an interesting... This is a rare one that got through because um, there's a lot of this, like, apocryphal story of Trek that, like, Shatner would, like, not allow a a script like this, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, That even the early writings of uh, Ellison, right, that there was more Spock in there and, and Shatner didn't like that. Um, and so it's, it's rare to like get one of these through. Maybe, maybe Stratner had just given up at this point in the third season. <laughs> they knew they were getting um, canceled. Forget it. Yeah. That like to allow the, the romance plot to be so, uh, Obviously. Uh, Spock. Spock yeah. focused. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I also like how the ghost of her footstep of Spock, but like he can't hear that Kirk and that, uh, and what is it? Is Ivana like are like Vana. having like a war in that bedroom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're having a knockdown drag out, and he's like, I'm busy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure Kirk has it handled. It's fine. (laughs) And he has to literally, like, scream for Spock for him to go. It's fantastic. Um, I have another question. So are they talking, when they're talking about non-interference with this planet's government, is that, no. are they talking about, is that the part of the prime directive in TOS? No. Because I'm not, so, like, okay, so, like, are... It's maybe, it's part of a prime directive. I'm very confused, because they, they go back directive. to, yeah, they, they're like, well, we can't do non-interference, we have to do non-interference, as you know. Like, they it made sounds... it... It sounds like that that planets in the Federation still have a degree of sovereignty, right? That on their planet, they get to enforce their laws. 
Which makes and sense until there's blatant human rights violations. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, again, if there's if there's a bit more nuance here, there's a good like states' rights, federal rights parallel, like Federalist Papers right. sort of stuff. I have that down in my messages. Um, <laughs> that like, but there needs to be a bit more nuance for that to be sold. I think. Yeah. Um, well, and what is Colossus's plan? Because he yeah. like. He, he he doesn't seem to have one. And His then plan... when he and Kirk start fighting, like he at one point is like, if Kirk comes back, kill, kill him. him. And I was like, yeah. how does that make any sense no. for it does anything you're trying to accomplish? His... Because they don't want to lose Federation protection or, or like yeah. trading and stuff. And so they're like, definitely gonna is... if they kill Kirk. Yeah, <laughs> like if they kill Kirk, like that's a bad plan. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those where, again, at the beginning, I think his plan is very straightforward. It's like, Get the Xenite, give it to the Federation. Yeah, like, get it out. Yeah, th- This is the spice, right? This is melange. Oh, yeah, it this is, is like, spice melange, um, yeah, for sure. It's like, keep the spice flowing. And, mm-hmm. you is. know, if you have a Baron Harkonnen down on the planet that is what you have to put on the planet to get the spice flowing, then the, the yeah. main, then that's what you do. main space government's going to put that in there, right? Mm-hmm. And overlook... <laughs> There's a lot of Dune parallels here. There are um, Dune par- There are a lot of Dune parallels. <laughs> um, they're going to overlook how Baron Harkonnen is treating all the, the Fremen, right? Like Yeah. But yeah, in this case, the the Zenite gas spice melange is bad for the Fremen instead of making them like yeah, superpowered. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it would be better if they were like on the edge of Romulan space or something, and like it's important that they're in the right. Federation that because they then like they keep they keep some ships here uh, all the time to protect them from Romulan attacks or whatever, but. Yeah, we're he talking a lot about how to make this episode better than it is. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have a plan halfway. I mean, to your point, yeah, once he's like, "Yeah, kill Kirk," it's like, "Oh yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's off the rails plan. there." He's working on Plan C or D at this point too, and yeah, yeah, or just playing it by it's air. Just, yeah, and I don't really understand, especially early on, why he's so against having Kirk and Spock like help get the Zenite back. Like he's just like, "We'll take care of it," and they're like, "Yeah, but we can help." I and thought. He's like, I don't care. Oh, I thought because I'm like, why are you he didn't so mad? he didn't want them to see the mines. They have yeah I, yeah I would agree with that. Chelsea. But he does. I, I mean, he doesn't want them to see mines. But that doesn't really make sense either because as far as he's concerned, they're not doing anything wrong. So yeah, that's, that's I was fair. wondering if maybe this was like this was like he was basically he didn't think they were doing anything wrong, but maybe they lied to the Federation. And like this was all essentially like some sort of a cover up, and then as it becomes exposed, which and I just and I was thinking that maybe they just didn't make that very overt. Yeah, I mean it would make more sense, but I don't know that that was intentional. <laughs> what what Is the intention? That, boy, that's yeah, that's, not sure either. Like, but that wouldn't almost... that make a lot more sense? Yeah, it would make a lot more sense. But I think the episode as written, like. For me, there's no reason for Plasos not to be like, yeah, sure, do try whatever you want to get the Xenite because, you know, sure. Because as far as he's concerned, they're doing exactly the right thing for their society and their planet. Or so like, why would he... He's yeah. concerned that I, they're going to be Abby, killed. The Abby as written, I think you're right. But Chelsea, you're right that it would add more nuance to the story <laughs> to have it be the way you're yes. describing it. Yeah. I also agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's another one of those where like, they have the Xenite, like, mined and refined in canisters. Could they not just be like... Which looks like... Beam, 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 beam. Cool, we're out of here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, found, we found the, uh, the 
place where there's a ton of this zenite mineral, so he just beamed it all up. Dude, right? They can clearly beam into the mines, as yeah. we saw. So yeah. I, I was confused about that, too. Um, I'll say it was very sweet when Spock, Bones, and Kirk were fighting about which one of them was going to risk death by going back <laughs> and down yeah. into the mines. I like that a lot, you guys. There were a lot of great quotes. There were some good quotes. <laughs> I will say, I didn't, I didn't think that the writers in this maybe did the best with the plot, or even with the characters, but they did some good dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Um, although the memorable quotes on uh, Memory Alpha, some of them are just like, like one of them is just dig. One of them is like, <laughs> If Captain Kirk appears again, kill him. It's like, these are not good quotes. No. Well, I have a bunch written down for me. So, like, to Spock, to restrict a segment of the population to such hardship is unthinkable in an evolved culture. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah, a great one. That one didn't, that one didn't make memory alpha. Uh, <laughs> or <so>. Kirk. <laughs> yes, but I won't stand by while someone is tortured. Or McCoy. Well, it's pretty hard to overcome prejudice. Yes, these are like yeah. great quotes. Are or, it is, or, it is. or Spock, the captain will employ his usual diplomatic balm. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, none of these are on memory alpha. Well, well so, I don't know uh, who did their quotes for this episode, but there were some really good ones, and hey, look, they're you know, not there's on there. An, this is a wiki. There is an edit button here. I think you should add some That's, of Oh, wait, and hers. Alpha. What was her name again? Uh, Roxine. Are we so sure of our methods that we never question what we do? That's a really yeah, great a one. one. Um, true. Yeah, I don't see that one on here either. <laughs> so, oh, wait, no, that one is on here. Finally, okay. so sure of our methods that we never question what we do. Draxine well, to And That's one of the scenes um, where they're together by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That might be the one I was thinking. I think yeah. it might be. Yeah, and then, yeah, and she's basically at that point kind of convinced or semi-convinced that they're wrong yeah and let's not forget spock's smoothest line of all time <laughs> nor i a work of art yeah. that, one's on here. <laughs> that, one's, that one's on here and but the best part of that is that kirk looks at him she looks at like, him the father looks at him they all just like turn and stare at him <laughs> i think i think because they can't applaud like it's because otherwise i think kirk would legitimately just be like well done <laughs> Because that's just the smoothest line that's ever happened. And <laughs> Kirk, Kirk dreams true. of being that smooth. <laughs> oh my! Good God. times, you guys. All right, I. It is worth. It is worth. Um, you, you mentioned torture in those quotes again, but um, that Kirk is uh, like one of his uh, one of his lines, which I didn't write down, but is right after that about um, that like this doesn't work. Um, and it's worth pointing yeah. out, right? Mm -hmm. That like right. Uh, we have a lot of research on this at this point in history, and we we know that this is not a reliable source of information. Like it's one yeah. of those where um, Plessis is like, "No, I'll get you the information." It's like, well, yeah, we know that that is an unreliable source of information at this point in time. So, yeah, I um, mean, we had the witch trials, <laughs> like we, <laughs> <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> like the fifteen hundreds um, happened, like where up, uh, like they would immediately recant as soon as the torture stopped, and then they'd say they admit it again, right, over and over and over until eventually well, they, they were we burned in much, <laughs> much more modern examples, but yes, <laughs> that's a good example too. It's a good example. 
so the the solution here one of the notes i had it was like if they're down there and kirk's plan is to get them to, to realize that this gas is dangerous and the mass will help them why didn't he also have some masks with him why wasn't he, wasn't he wearing sure. one? yeah why didn't he well, say i'm gonna his put this got on taken away or oh, yeah, they took his yeah but what he's his got taken away he's in communication with the ship why isn't he just like hey beam down three masks i don't know and then he put one on and as they start to go crazy he says look at me i'm fine because i'm wearing this this thing that wraps over the top of my head my impression was that his brain was being affected by the gas and so at that point he had already like gone kind of nuts kind of nutter buggers um did you guys notice that he had a shatner had a line of dialogue where his mouth didn't move yes i did (laughs) i like that it was weird. <laughs> it's I just I think it was weird they they should have shot like pan to liver really anyone else. <laughs> Any, yeah, or behind, like to the side, anything and it could have been fixed, but no. Yep. It was weird. I was confused. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch it of was... inconsistencies in in shooting too. Like much later, there's he's talking to Vanna and like has her by the shoulders and then doesn't and then does and then doesn't like there's a lot of these like weird shot inconsistencies Continuity of, episode of, yeah, errors of dialogue. Yeah. Um, yeah, they might have needed some more time in post up with this one. Yeah, I do. Um, I do want to say that I was very sad that Lando didn't show up. Um, <laughs> that was a missed opportunity too. Maybe Cross this is over. maybe maybe this is he took it over from this guy, you know. Ooh, this is where Lando. This is where Lando oh, got the idea for Cloud City, and also where he got his cool cape sensibility. Oh, the cape! Yeah. There we go. <laughs> He saw these capes and were like, yeah, this is my new accessory. 12 out of 10. <laughs> Man. It I is, love capes. I mean, they do. Uh, 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 Lando's solution at the end of Empire is about as good a solution as they have here. Um, of just evacuate the city and like, well, good, we had a good run. Because it does not seem like they leave them with anything here. They no. are still like actively hostile mm-hmm. um, yeah. they're gonna like throw a, a, a box of masks down from space like, <laughs> things are fine God if you wear these i guess well um, they kirk offered to send diplomats from the federation but it was unclear if they took them up on that right well and yeah. kirk also was like yeah i guess we both tried to kill each other right so let's just forget about it well, no, they were going to bring, that. like, yeah. charges yeah. and yeah. whatever. And then Vana was like, maybe just forget about it. <laughs> but <laughs> and it's Kirk still, was like, it's still you're right. It's still very much in Plessis's, um like, he still should bring charges, right? At least in yeah. terms of, like, a Federation write-up, he's still more in the right. Yeah, because he never, it, do, it doesn't even seem like he tried to kill Kirk. Well, I mean, he's definitely got some things that went wrong on his side, right? But Kirk did, tr- like, beam him down against his will into yeah, a mine. and then kidnap him. And expose him to dangerous gas. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. like, that's not going to look good on paper to Kirk, so. No. But we all know Kirk is Teflon, and nothing oh sticks to him. So. Except that one, that one bad court-martial, right? Yeah, just the one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and then the one in, what is it? Uh, movie four, is it Space Whales? That's he. De- he's demoted back to captain, or is it a different one? Is it oh, Final yeah. Frontier? Because well, yeah. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I think it's space. It it's Space Whales because they're. It's because he like they like stole the Klingon ship and they brought Spock back 
And then at the end of Space Wells, they're like, oh, well, like, you did, like, you know, oh, they destroyed the planet, like, David's planet and all that. And then they were like, but you did save the Space Whales and save Earth, so we're going to demote you back to captain and you can, like, go off and fly. Which is all he really wants anyway. (laughs) So, like, nothing nothing is bad for Kirk in any of the... Whenever he gets punished, it just works out better for him. No, and then he can go sing, row, row, row your boat in camp. (laughs) Yeah, fair. (laughs) There is that. Antagonists. Is it the Xenite? No, I think it's Plasis. Oh. I think it could also be Vana. So I'm. Oh. I think if I was pushed to just say one person, Plasis definitely. Do we, if, I think we could count them on the same though. I think we could be Plasis slash Vana. Yeah, because we have like. Okay. Remember the mm, our cool band Dila and Disclosions? Right, yeah, have, it's true. <laughs> we have um, we have precedent that we could have more than one person. Yeah, and um, I think they have the same like power level, so it's it's sure. pretty. Yeah, they're all regular. It's humans, pretty chill. Right? Yeah, um, they're just normal normal people. So common people. The question is, which one of these common <laughs> people are they closest to? Oh man, Shatner's uh, spoken word rendition of common people is uh, <laughs> is what came to mind there. Because <laughs> the weapon is the Xenite, but is that essentially on the level of the Miri virus? It's kind of cured as easily. It's cured easier than the Miri virus. But it's not really the antagonist. No, no, like, no. That's the weapon, really. I would say. Yeah, he, it's the, the, yeah, it's his failures of diplomacy that are what move this forward. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, neither of them are... Are great. Particularly They're not that powerful or strong or good at things. Are they better than <laughs> Lenora? Is Vana better than Lenora? Because Lenora kills seven people. Or six people. She does kill seven people. <laughs> Yeah, they probably are. I mean, I think she was. Lenora you know, was also <clears throat> kind of crazy. We bring so. up we <laughs> bring up Gideon a lot, but boy, Gideon is really just a bellwether here of like mm. someone in a, a bureaucrat in charge of a planet. Um, the same as Anon Seven from Taste of Armageddon. Right. Um, to some lesser degree, Dr. Adams from Dagger of Mine, right? They're all in the same block. Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. I think that's why we keep landing on this area. Because you have a lot of these just, like, bureaucrats that are in charge of a planet. That's true. And he is. Yeah, I mean, that checks out. <laughs> is... Yeah, I'd, I'd put them under definitely Shore Leave Guy, because Shore Leave Guy could at least, like, make cool yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I think that's why, <laughs> that's why we kind of have this, like, line in the sand between Shore Leave Guy and Gideon. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shirley guy's cool. Gideon does create a scale replica of the Enterprise and have a whole planet full of people willing to, well, trying to kill themselves to do his. Yeah, planet. I feel like Gideon might True. be way smarter and <laughs> like just way. Well, yeah, he's made Gideon way more also, resources. Gideon also like has a daughter that he uses to try to ensnare the crew of the Enterprise. Yeah, that's true. True. Um, there's a lot of parallels here. Um, again, I I don't think his name is Gideon, but. Whatever. No, whatever it is. What's the guy who has Reyna? She's another one who uses their, his daughter. Reyna. Um, boy, I'm forgetting. Uh, she's she's Raina? the robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Methuselah? is. Um, is that Methuselah? That's Methuselah. Oh, that's yeah, Methuselah. that's Methuselah. Yeah, yeah. Methuselah. Um, who is? That's another um, one that's kind of similar. Semi-immortal. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... maybe, maybe. Yeah, at least Anon Seven has like nukes. Sure. Mm, that's true, too. So maybe below Anon 7? Dr. Adams. Dr. Adams. Dr. Adams also has a torture machine. 
Oh, yeah. That's about, yeah. That's his only thing. But he doesn't have the spice. True. Okay. Let's. I, I'm good with that between above Dr. Adams, below, and on seven. Okay. I'm good with that. Cool. Yeah. We found it. List is, this list is getting filled out. Well, we're almost at 50 episodes, guys. The next episode is the 50th episode. Ooh, we got to We got to say episode. something. We got to say something. We just did. No, next time. <laughs> we'll say this is our 50th episode. It is most exciting. That's what we will say. Well, I mean, we're saying right now that this is the 49th. Um, it is, dear listeners. Or unless you cut this, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we ready for bingo? Yes, I am ready for the bingo. I mean, am I emotionally ready for it? Um, (laughs) Well, we've already, we've gotten it recently, so I am emotionally ready for bingo. (laughs) I'm not as frustrated as that, like, 40 episode gap. (laughs) Let me, let me, you know, I I do want to, really quick before we go to bingo, just say, I I do think this is, if I had to put it in a good or bad episode, a good episode, right? Yeah, I probably would, I I would err err to the side of better than bad. Yeah, better than 50%. a little bit of rewriting, and this and one is a lot really stronger. Just, that's it's true. A, and and again, especially for season three. I think this is definitely yeah. the better half of season three episodes. There's good core stuff there. They just stumbled a little. Yeah. Yeah, but it didn't have a ton of cliches. We did have Scotty, but he didn't push the engines. Yeah, no problem with the <laughs> engines. No problem um, with weapons. No problem with communicators. Um, but, Spock never really gets in a fight or... I bet Spock's fascinating. fascinating, yeah, but I, I can't remember. Probably um, in his in his <laughs> his monologue or yeah. So. Oh yeah. Uh, well, no one dies. No redshirt dies. Kirk doesn't make out with anyone. His shirt doesn't even get ripped. Yeah, there's nothing going on. In Is this there thing. even a recurring character? Because there's no Maybe red not. shirts. They don't really spend much time on the ship. No. And only Kirk and uh, Spock go down. Is are Sulu and Chekhov in it? I can't no, I don't think so. Unless it's a wide pan shot of the bridge. Oh or something. yeah, 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 that might not. Oh um, man, I I think I definitely have to say no. The, like no Romulans, lot. no Klingons, no visiting ambassadors, no. No um, bones doesn't. Drink. There is a yeah, very little bones. There is a captain's log at the very very beginning. Okay, so there's one thing. And they um, might be talking about the Prime Directive, but I don't know that it's enough for us no, to say that so. it's violated. Again, they're talking about a Prime Directive at best. I think it's confused in TOS in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah I mm-hmm. doubt we got more than like a, a couple. very small number. <laughs> I agree. Abby, do you concur? Well, well she I knows. Have few, I, I do know. <laughs> and I have a few clarifiers. So the visiting alien admiral diplomat whatever is a jerk like they're technically visiting him but plus is in the jerk so do we count mm, it? i mean he's about as big of a jerk you can be i think the trope is like that they somebody came board. into their house right somebody came yeah. into their ship that's fair yeah i, I kind of think I would that ask. too okay and you guys already kind of addressed it with the prime directive being ignored whether or not that is i think it is as i said Federation. earlier but in other episodes, you have defined the prime directive as such that... I think like, it's confused in TOS. Yeah. But, I, but you I, have explicitly yes. said, like, Federation citizens have to be spacefaring, and it applies to non-spacefaring races, so... That's true, yeah. Okay. 
Um, phasers on stun. They don't say it, but there is, like, we know that Kirk oh, yeah, did not kill somebody. that guard. Yeah, like, yeah. he totally Oh, yeah, the phasers on stun. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, and then, is there a Kirk speech? Like, when he tries to convince Vana? Like, yeah. He does try to convince Vana. I've moved. <laughs> he has a bunch of, like, tiny Kirk speeches, so... I'd, I'd give it. We might as well get at okay. least one from this board. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we super didn't get it. There is not a lot here. Um, the phasers on Sun and Kirk speech, like we talked about the captain's entry. There is a recurring actor. Ooh, ooh. Um, he's one of the guards. Um, he played a guard in a different episode. And now I forget oh, what episode. Oh, thank goodness. Um, <laughs> so, like, there was there was a couple things, but, like, Kirk, uh, Spock never says fascinating <gasps> or illogical. And like, he talks a weird. lot. <laughs> Yeah, no. he talks a lot and he never says it, which really throws me off. Um, but yeah, there's really, there it just isn't a lot. For like a hot minute, I thought we were going to have communicators don't work when Kirk's in the cave, but then they do and it's fine. Yeah, he just <laughs> can't touch the communicator. <laughs> or something. But like, yeah, there's just, there really is nothing in this episode. It's It was kind of depressing for me. <laughs> I was sad. No... But now we can figure out, find out what we're going to watch for our 50th episode. Oh. Is it going to be great? Is it going to be terrible? Spock's brain! Oh, no. Spock's <laughs> brain! Spock's brain. I mean, we do just have to get through Spock's brain, so... Yeah. Eventually, we're going to have to do it, guys. So. I think it'll be a fun one to talk about. Oh, I mean, some of these... yeah, I agree. Yeah, the, the bad episodes can be really fun to talk about. What is it? Oh! Ooh. You guys... Ooh. Oh, it's going to be interesting. This is a good 50th episode. What oh, is it's it? a space seed? Um, space seed? No, I oh. wish it was. Uh, I do, But no, it's the Menagerie. Oh, Ooh. nice. Parts one and two. We're going to do both episodes in the same time. Oh, okay. It doesn't make sense. Got it. Um, so it it's, yeah, it's the adjusted original kind of pilot yeah. for Trek. Cool. Um, so Spock kidnaps the crippled Captain Pike and hijacks the Enterprise and then surrenders for court-martial. So it'll be, this will be, this is a good 50th episode. I'm pretty happy about this. Yeah, that's not a bad one at all. Don't forget to watch, listen, or watch both parts, dear listeners. Yes, yes. So yeah, a uh, listener, next time, don't forget you need to watch two episodes. It's season one, episode 11 and 12, The Menagerie, parts one and two. Um, and don't forget you can follow us on your social media of choice and preference. And email us if you like, info at 3 to mop. And we'll see you next time for our 50th episode. Ooh.